Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. How's everybody doing? It's Friday morning. I actually recorded this yesterday, Thursday. And as you're listening to this, I'm probably in the car right now driving down to Klamath Falls uh, through the mountains for the College of Idaho-Oregon Tech game. Uh, we'll put more up on the Twitter about that later today. This morning, what we're going to do is go through the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, the WAC. And we'll take a look at the standings, uh, the key players in the conference, and what games are upcoming. We're going to start with Indiana Tech, and Ted Albert was kind enough to call us and uh, talk about uh, whack basketball and the uh, Indiana Tech Warriors. Why don't we give a listen to Coach Ted Albert? Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Coach Ted Albert. He's the head men's basketball coach at Indiana Tech. Uh, coach, it sounds like you're uh, building a new office there above the gym. <laughs> I wish we were. <laughs> you got a pretty good perch there right above the gym, though. I I, uh, I got to go out and visit uh, Coach Albert when I was in Indiana, and he was kind enough to let me come up and talk to him for the game. How you doing today, Coach? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us. You know, uh, you guys are 16-3, uh, 9-2 in conference. Uh, you're in a dogfight. Talk about the whack this season. Oh, yeah. We're... Uh... You know, I think that we're obviously in a really good spot. However, there's still uh, a long way to go and a lot of opportunity out there for several teams. Um, and I think that especially this year, more so than even previous years, um, there's a lot of teams that can beat anyone on any given night. So, um, you know, it's just kind of we've been talking about taking it one day at a time, one practice, one game at a time and kind of letting the rest take care of itself. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you about uh, I've been preparing for this show. I've been going through all the teams in the in the WAC, and this is completely anecdotal because I haven't analyzed it against other conferences. But it appears to me if you let teams shoot over forty two percent in the WAC, you're going to lose. It's a it's a really a defensive conference, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. Um, I think just the physicality and the overall makeup of each team. Um, that's kind of what uh, I know. That's what we're predicated on. But I know a lot of other coaches that. Uh, are kind of preaching the same things and if we're able to get stops and certainly get out in transition i think that that's what fuels a lot of the teams in our conference you know coach you probably have the most one of the most experienced teams if not the most a uh, lot of fifth year guys outside of uh i think blake davison he's a sophomore right yep yeah outside of blake a uh, bunch of graduate guys, guys who have really been through the wars. You know, quick question for you on that. They're playing up around, most of them are playing around 30 minutes a game. Uh, that fifth year sometimes will start to wear guys down. Are you concerned about them any down the stretch? You know, not really. Um, certainly we would love to move those numbers down. Um, not only to, you know, start preparing some young guys, obviously, uh, but also kind of give these guys a little bit of a break. But you know, we've got guys that are in really good shape, uh, mm -hmm. take really good care of their bodies. Um, I, I think that there's a lot more, especially nowadays, um, with the ability to, um, you know, kind of take care of some of that stuff as far as their body goes off the court in the training room. Um, there's a lot more of that out there. And I think that our strength coach does a really good job with, you know, injury prevention and um, kind of uh, making sure that their bodies are in the best 
place possible, especially playing heavy minutes. You know, let's talk about some of your guys. I uh, again, I got a, I got a chance to meet a couple of them when I was out there, and I appreciate that. I, you have a you have a a really kind of an interesting team because they're so experienced and they've been around so long. Uh, they they play together on the court so well. But uh, you know, Josh Klein, he's leading you in scoring. I thought he was a heck of a nice guy when I talked to him after the game. But he's a he's a big load inside, isn't he? Oh, he definitely is. Um, and, and like you kind of said, just a testament to our guys. We've got such a great group, um, especially when you look at our stat sheet. You can see everyone kind of hovers around that 12, 13 point mark. Um, and we've got guys that are even lower than that that can, can go for 18, 19, 20 a game, which really kind of makes us a little bit more dangerous. But um, a lot of that is predicated on being able to throw the ball inside. And Josh is shooting around 63, 64% from the floor. Um, you know, one of his highest averages to this point, but his career, he's 60 plus, um, which, yeah. you know, the game's kind of gone away from throwing it inside. But again, I still think taking the highest percentage shot as often as you can get it is, is the best way to go. Yeah. If you got a guy shooting the last stat sheet, I pulled he's 65, six, I mean, two out of three. Yeah. We'll take that every night. Coach talk about Rod Stein and his motor, uh, <laughs> He just goes and goes and goes. He's like the Energizer Bunny, and he's strong as a bull. Oh, he is. He is absolutely a bulldog. And um, just one of those guys, no matter what um, is happening on the offensive end for him, um, you know what you're going to get on on the the defensive end, and we call it the in-between game. So what's going on between the offensive and defensive side of the floor? He's one of those guys that is playing hard at all times, can get those back tips, is quick enough to stay in front of a guard if he picks them up early at 94 feet, um, jumps passing lanes really well. And he's one of those guys, if there's a loose ball and he's even close to it or can even sniff it, there's a really good chance he's coming up with it. You know, a guy uh, I really like his game, Grant Smith. He's struggling with shooting, uh, but – I mean, he gives you a lot of energy on the court, uh, as you said, about 11, just over 11 points a game, four assists a game. Uh, Talk about his game this season. Yeah, I think his numbers are just low right now simply because he had a rough start. Mm -hmm. Um, When you kind of look at bits and pieces as we kind of rolled along, even the last month, month and a half here, um, his numbers have really started to trend in the right direction. And you know, he's another guy that does a lot more for us and just scores. He sets guys up, even the hockey assist, you know, um, defensively, he's one of those guys that sees things a step ahead of time and is super long. He rebounds really well from the, from the wing position. And, um, also one of those guys, regardless of what his numbers say, can go, you know, four or five from three and go get us 25 plus on any given night, which, um, helps us when it comes to other team scouting reports, because they still have to play him a certain way. Yeah, he sees the court as anybody in the country. That's what kind of drew my eye to his game years ago is, uh, you know, how how well he sees the court and some of the passes he can make. Oh, he sees one step ahead for sure. Um, and our guys love, and they know now, especially with him, to uh, keep their head up no matter what it looks like Grant might be trying to do offensively. It, it could always come right back to him. And we got to touch on Blake. He's a sophomore. He's really been playing well for you, 12 points, four rebounds, and then – Corey McKinney, he pulls it all together, doesn't he? Oh, he does. You know, starting with Blake, he's he's really taken a step forward as far as being aggressive this year, um, which we asked him to be. And when you look at a lot of our big wins, especially on the road, um, or when we needed a basket, he's the one that's kind of helped step up for us and fill the void simply because teams are taking away other options for us. 
um, and has really taken a big step. But when you talk about Corey, he's just one of those ultimate competitors defensively. Um, I think, and I know I'm biased, but one of the best on-ball defenders in the country. Probably a really good chance he's going to be the, you know, three-time defensive player of the year in our conference. Um, just one of those guys that's just a, a ball hawk and you got to take care of it uh, when he's in front of you. And he's one of those guys that make you feel him the entire game. So um, just kind of starts things and sets the tone for our group defensively. And definitely you have some other guys that are contributing. I mean, Lucas Lerman, Max Perez. But I wanted to ask you about uh, Steve Helm. He's kind of got an interesting story. He was a track guy, wasn't he? He was. He, well, he was, he was a little both. He went to um, Carroll out in Montana um and played his first year there and then he went on a missions trip in japan um after his first year and then when he came back he's actually from the valpo area and he went to valparaiso okay um and played there a year and decided that you know he wanted to you know pursue a different um role and we were lucky enough to snag him he does a little bit of everything for us kind of our swiss army knife off the bench um you know max is the ultimate floor spacer he's been shooting it so well uh, if he gets a clean look at it doesn't matter where you are defensively there's a really good chance it's down and you know even guys like lucas and, and jeremy off the bench jeremy luciani um, just guys that can come in and impact the game inside do a really good job on the glass guard really well um, and then our little point guard from uh, grand rapids uh, Brady Titus, who's starting to really, really figure it out. Um, it's it's tough when you're playing behind someone like Corey, who's hard to take off the floor. Um, his opportunities aren't as great as they they may be other places, but you know he's learning to set the table. Um, he's really gifted offensively. Really learning, especially being um, in practice with Corey every day, what it looks like to guard at the point guard position and. Just a young man that I think is going to have a really, really bright future here, especially once uh, he's finally handed the keys. Yeah, Coach, this is probably a dumb question, but you know, whenever I talk to people and Indiana Tech comes up, first thing everybody says, yeah, they beat Indiana Wesleyan twice. And mm -hmm. I, I always think, well, I think Coach Elbert would much rather beat Lords and Cornerstone or Lords and Madonna. Mm -hmm. You know, talk about how much you really look at that national picture versus just grinding through and winning the conference. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think obviously those are both important um, simply from um, the standpoint of setting yourself up for postseason play. But, you know, we have three goals and and um, those wins against Indiana Wesleyan are great and they certainly propel us and give us confidence heading into that second part of our conference season. And um, we obviously need to win as many as we can. We'll take all of them. Um, doesn't matter if it's conference or non-conference. Obviously, our guys like to to put a tally in the win column, regardless of who it is or what the standing is. Um, as far as the national ratings go, I'll be honest with you, I don't really look at them much. Um, it's difficult for me to get a grip on on how those rating, ratings are done and and um, you know what uh, uh, what stat or um, you know what sort of number goes into that. And our guys are just we've kind of taken the notion that we're going to keep our head down. Um, continue to work, continue to get better, and all that stuff at the end of the day will take care of itself. We don't have control over a lot of that stuff. Well, coming up, I know coaches won't look ahead, but I always do this to coaches. Uh, you've got uh, five out of six on the road. How do you prepare the guys for a long road stand? I mean, shoot, we've only had a handful of home games this year. Um, I think that 18 or 17 out of our um, 28 games this year will essentially be on the road. So these guys have figured out how to 
um, adjust to different environments and, and make sure that we're mentally and physically prepared to go on the road and, and guard. And, you know, we always say defense travels. So um, one of those things where we're going to have to make sure we're locked in and um, one at a time, you know, I think yeah. starting at home on Saturday, we have a big alumni game Saturday. So it'll be nice to have some of our alumni back in town and supporting our guys and, um, you know, start Saturday again, I'll be honest with you. I haven't look, looked much further than that simply because we've, you know, I promised our guys I'd be on a one day, um, you know, focus mentality as, as long as they stay there with me. So that's kind of how we've approached it. Well, coach, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, get with us this morning. Uh, wish you uh, luck as you move forward there in the, in the whack. It's, it's going to be a battle down the stretch, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. We're going to have to bring our best every night and, you know, even if it's not, it's one of those things we talk about a lot too. You know, good teams find a way to win on days they probably shouldn't. So that's uh, that's well, going to be a testament to who we are. So well said. Well, thank you, Coach. That's Coach Ted Albert. He's the head men's basketball coach at Indiana Tech. They are the Warriors. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Phil. I appreciate having us on. Yeah, I really appreciate Coach Albert calling this morning uh, and uh, giving us a quick update. You know, let's take a quick quick look at uh, their schedule. They got five out of six, the Warriors do, on the road. Uh, they're really going to be tested in uh, February, I mean, January into uh, early February. They got Cornerstone on the 25th. Uh, they got uh, they host UN uh, University of Northwestern Ohio, you know, on the 28th. And then they, they go to Siena Heights, Concordia, and Aquinas. So they got quite the road stand, and that'll probably really tell the tale for Indiana Tech. Also at line 9-3 and three in the WAC conference is Lords. Uh, Lords is uh, 15 and five overall, nine and three in conference. Uh, they they really one of the things they do really well is they defend the ball. Uh, they keep you down to around 31 percent or something uh, shooting the three, and they're going to turn you over about 15 times a, a game. And then on top of that, they're going to out rebound you four or five rebounds a game. So let's take a look at some of the key performers for Indiana Tech. I mean, obviously Joey Hallfield's having a great season. He's scoring 17 points, five rebounds. He's shooting 57% from the field. And then uh, Jackie Harris as well. He's having a great season as well. 16 points, seven rebounds. And Little Anderson, obviously everybody hears his, hears his name all the time. 13 points a game, four rebounds. Over the next four games, Lords is going to host Cornerstone on the 21st. They have to go to Aquinas on the 25th. Uh, they host Concordia. February 1st and then they have a big test on February 4th they have to go to Rochester so no easy road for Lords uh, but they're in a pretty good position chasing Indiana Tech right now Rochester they're 14 and 5 uh, and they are also 9 and 3 in the conference uh, Rochester is a very good uh, defensive team they hold they hold uh, opponents to less than 40 percent from the field uh, less than 27% from three. A uh, little surprising they get out rebound, and usually a team that defends that well will out rebound. But boy, they really get after it on defense. Some guys to watch for uh, Rochester James Ballard, 14 points a game, eight rebounds. Uh, Anthony Kukaj, uh, 13 points a game, three and a half rebounds. And then uh, Brad Brandon Macarena, 12 points a game, uh, four rebounds. So Rochester is going to be tough down the stretch here. Looking at their schedule, they have a big test. Uh, they have to go to Madonna on Saturday, and then they have a, a big homestand. 
They're going to play Michigan Dearborn on the 25th, Cornerstone on the 28th, Lords on the 4th, all at home. They have a non-con against Rio Grande at the end of the month. Uh, but after Madonna, they're going to be home for several games. They'll be able to make a run during that time. They take care of home court. Madonna is 15-5. and five. Uh, They're 8-4 and four in conference. So they're really bunched up at the top here in the WAC. You know, when you go to play Madonna, wear your hard hat. I'm telling you. They're going to hold you to 32% from three. Uh, they don't shoot lights out themselves but they're going to hold you to about 42% from the field, and then they're going to out-rebound you as well. Uh, Madonna, uh, all you got to do is stop these three guys. <laughs> Mark Meddy, he scores uh, 16 points a game, seven rebounds. Henry Spite seems like he's been around forever. 15 points a game, five rebounds. And then Brendan Young, 15 points a game, nine rebounds. So M- Madonna has a, a big top three uh, they're they're really tough. They beat Cornerstone uh, Wednesday night by 18. No small task. So let's look at their schedule coming up. Madonna has a favorable schedule over the next few weeks. Uh, on Saturday, they're going to host Rochester. Uh, not that they're easy, but at least they get them at home. Uh, and then they host Siena Heights. Then they got to go to Lawrence Tech on the 28th. And then uh, University of Northwestern Ohio on the 1st. So the three out of four, next four are home. So Madonna really needs to make a move during this homestand. Lawrence Tech, uh, they're 11 and 8, uh, 6 and 4 in conference. They're bunched right up there near the top. Uh, Lawrence Tech is is really playing great defense. That's what's keeping them in games. That's what's keeping them in uh, contention in the conference. Holding teams to 41 percent, 33 percent from three, uh, for, enforcing 14 turnovers. Uh, but they're not shooting the ball very well. Uh, they're kind of struggling shooting the ball, but they're counting on the defense to keep them in games. Uh, we'll see how how far that'll carry him. Uh, the the leading scores uh, for Lawrence Tech, Andrew Wren, he's been scoring 19 points a game, seven rebounds. He's had a great season, along with Gunnar Gustafson, uh, 12 points a game, seven rebounds. And then Nathaniel uh, Award, 10 points a game, uh, five rebounds. So coming up for Lawrence Tech, and as you know, they beat Michigan Dearborn on Wednesday. Uh, they'll host uh, Concordia on next Wednesday, and then they, well, that's quite a stretch. They, they host Concordia on the 25th, and then they host Madonna on Saturday the 28th, and then they have to travel to Aquinas and Siena Heights. Uh, so they, they don't really have an easy route. Uh, they've got to win a couple of road games. Uh, they got to keep the pressure on the rest of the conference, uh, and hopefully their, their shooting will come around just a bit as the season carries on. Cornerstone, uh, they're 13-7, and 7-5 seven, seven and five in conference. As we said, they fell to Madonna last night. You know, Cornerstone, honestly, is a bit of an enigma to me. If you look at them, you know, they're holding teams to 40% shooting, 34% from three. Uh, they out-rebound teams with almost 11 rebounds a game. Well, sh- they shoot 50% from the field, 34% from three, and they get 20 assists a game. I, I thought maybe it was a in-conference, out-of-conference difference, but their statistics are almost exactly the same in-conference uh, yet they're, uh, you know, struggling to win key games. Some guys that are really delivering for uh, Cornerstone this season, uh, Corey Ainsworth, eight, 18 points a game, eight rebounds. He's shooting 70% from the field. Uh, Carter Knipe, 15 points a game, seven rebounds. And then uh, Luke Rollison, he's lighting it up. 15 points a game, five rebounds. He's shooting 40% from three. So let's look and see what uh, Cornerstone has coming up. As we said, they fell to Madonna Wednesday night. 
They take on Lords on Saturday. They travel to Lords. That'll be a challenge. That'll be a tough game. And then they then they have to host Indiana Tech. Uh, then they have to travel to Rochester, and then they host Michigan Dearborn. Uh, they've got quite the gauntlet over the next uh, few games, but they're going to have to pick up a, a few wins to really contend there in the whack. Uh, Concordia, they're 6-13, and 6-7 in conference. Uh, they're still in the mix in the whack. Uh, they, they've really struggled to stop people this season. They're only shooting about 40%. From the field, teams are shooting about 47% against them, 34 from three. And then they're getting out rebounded by uh, three rebounds. Uh, so that if they can tighten up their defense, shoot a bit better, I mean, they can make some noise moving forward. Hey, they have some guys that can really play ball, though. You've got uh, Matt Lockhart. He scores 11 points a game, six rebounds. Kip French, 10 points a game, uh, four rebounds. Why don't we take a look at Concordia's schedule moving forward? On Saturday the 21st, they'll take, they're going to host Michigan Dearborn. Then on the 25th, they travel to Lawrence Tech. And then near the end of the month, they play in a uh, uh, some kind of a Concordia tournament uh, at Seward at Concordia, Nebraska. And then uh, they come home on February 1st, and then they go to Lourdes. So they, they've got a few games. If they can win them, uh, they'll, they'll put them back in contention there in the conference for a good playoff spot. Uh, they'll just they're just gonna have to defend better down the stretch here. Aquinas, they're eight and eleven overall. Uh, they're five and eight in uh, conference. Uh, they're really fighting for a playoff spot. You know, if you take a look at Aquinas, uh, they're shooting forty five percent from the field, thirty five percent from three. They do a pretty good job defensively. Uh, nobody's really lighting it up on them. They're shooting forty two percent. The opponents are thirty uh, percent from three. Aquinas four, fourteen turnovers a game. That's kind of biting them. Why don't we take a look and see what uh, Aquinas has on the schedule moving forward. They fell to Rochester Wednesday night. Uh, they got beat pretty handily on the road. On Saturday, they play a non-con against Grace Christian. And then they're at home to play Lords and Lawrence Tech on the 25th and February 1st. Those are going to be uh, real challenges for them. Aquinas has to uh, find a way to, to win a few games uh, and set themselves up for the, the conference tournament. But Aquinas definitely has some guys that can play basketball. Uh, they got Gabe Overway, 14 points a game, six rebounds. Uh, Donovan Brown Boyd, 12 points a game, five rebounds. And uh, Metalito McGee, uh, 11 points a game, three rebounds. I mean, these guys get hot. They can definitely make some noise down the stretch here. Uh, the University of Northwestern Ohio, you know, uh, they're seven and 13. They're three and nine in conference. They struggled this season. But uh, Biggs Johnson, he's playing very well for them. 18 points a game, four rebounds. Uh, Muhammad uh, Cradley, I hope I didn't say your name wrong, 12 points a game, three rebounds. And then Hunter Bode, 11, almost 12 points a game, six rebounds. Uh, let's look at uh, Uno's schedule moving forward. The next three games for them are on the road. Siena Heights on Saturday. Then they have to go to Indiana Tech on the 28th. And then they have to go to Madonna on February 1st. What well, the... That is, that's going to be uh, quite the gauntlet for the racers. We'll see how they do. Siena Heights, uh, they've struggled a bit this season. They're 5-15. and 15, They're 2-10. and 10. Uh, A couple of guys performed pretty well for them. Delano Williams, 18 points a game, 4 rebounds, as well as uh, uh, Curtis Bell, the third, 15 points a game, uh, 9 rebounds. Siena Heights, over the next few games, they're going to be uh, road, road Warriors, uh, they're going, they're, they're, sorry, they're hosting on Saturday. They host, you know, then they have to go to Madonna and then they have to go to 
uh, Michigan Dearborn, and then they host Indiana Tech. Uh, going to be a rough stretch for Siena Heights. They're going to have to find a way to win a couple of those games. And Michigan Dearborn, uh, typically a pretty str- pretty strong program. Uh, they've struggled this year, four and sixteen, uh, one and ten in conference. A couple guys that have done well for them this season: Elwood Tomlinson, fourteen points a game, three rebounds, as well as Maurice Anderson, twelve points a game, five rebounds. Dearborn, they have a uh, they're three out of four. Their next four games are on the road. They go to Concordia, then they go to Rochester on the 25th. That's going to be a battle. Uh, Siena Heights, they host Siena Heights on January 28th, and then they have to go to Cornerstone on February 1st. So that's kind of your uh, whack wrap-up. I really appreciate Coach Ted Elbert there at Indiana Tech uh, to come on, call me early in the morning. Thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate that. Hey, get out there and support your local NAI team. Get out there and see what all this buzz is about with this NAI basketball. I guarantee you, no matter where you live, there's some small college basketball available for you to go watch. Get there. Watch these young men. Uh, they work, they're students and they're athletes. They work 12 hours a day. Uh, get in the seats and uh, show them how much you appreciate their hard work and enjoy some very, very good basketball. Guess what? It ain't going to cost you an arm and a leg. You ain't going to go broke. You can probably afford popcorn, maybe a soda, because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.